Chapter 23 Shall I shoot him, sir? Trust not too much to appearances. Virgil January 1968, Song Bay, South Vietnam Prior to Tet-68, our platoon kept an aircraft based at Song Bay most of the time. The hours were long, the work was dirty, sleeping arrangements were in the red dirt or in the aircraft, bathing was non-existent, and food consisted of sea rations. We were on call 24 hours a day. However, some of the pilots and many of the enlisted men preferred it this way, as they were on their own and did not have to put up with the bull associated with the rear areas. During one of my stays late in January, enemy activity had picked up, and we were busier than usual. On about our third day, we began flying at dawn, and we flew all of that day. Then we flew missions off and on throughout most of the night, only to find ourselves back in the air early the next morning. I did not shut the aircraft down until late afternoon. At that time, my crew and I opened some sea rations for a quick meal before we were called on to fly some more. We were all exhausted, dirty, and unshaven. I was so hungry I was shaking. The ubiquitous red laterite crushed into a powder so fine that it flowed like water away from our feet when we walked, coated all of us from head to foot. Even the helicopter's olive-drab paint now had a reddish hue. As we ate, I noticed a major standing about fifty yards away watching us. He was wearing pressed jungle fatigues. Pressed jungle fatigues. And his boots, although dusty, were polished. Wonderful. A rear echelon, paper-pushing, desk jockey major was at one of our forward bases with nothing more to do than watch us eat. Before long, he walked smartly over to our location. Who is in command here? I am, major, I said. What are you doing? I thought that was rather obvious, but I said, We're eating, major. I refused to call him sir. Do you realize that your men and you are dirty and unshaven? Even your helicopter is dirty? "'Sorry, Major, but we've been doing a lot of flying, and we haven't had time. "'When you allow military discipline to break down, morale breaks down, "'and units cease to function as military units.' "'A lecture. "'I was getting a lecture about military preparedness "'from a Major who obviously had no job "'and did not realize there was a war going on all around him. "'As I said, Major, we've been busy.' "'Busy? You're not busy now. You're eating, aren't you?' "'Snick!' I turned to see that the crew chief had unlatched his M60 machine gun. He was pointing it directly at the major. "'Shall I shoot him, sir?' No one moved. The major stood still, looking between the crew chief and me. His eyes were wide in disbelief. I looked at the jungle about one hundred yards away. A body dumped ten feet past the tree line would disappear forever, and no one would even look up at the sound of a single shot." No, I said. No, don't shoot. The crew chief kept the M60 aimed at the major. After a moment, the major took a single step backward, turned to his left, and walked rapidly away. No one said a word. The crew chief lowered his weapon, and we all continued eating our sea rations.